So let's look Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Again, the writer of Hebrews is giving us a description of faith, and now he's given us more of these examples of faith. And in verse 4, we are reminded of the faith of Abel, and this is what he says. He says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. Hebrews 11 is again this hall of faith, the hall of fame of the faithful individuals from the Old Testament. We were reminded, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, that it was only through faith that people were able to please God and that people are still able to please God. Again, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, that in the Old Testament, sometimes you try to you try to think about, well, those folks, they were living according to the law and they pleased God by keeping the law. And, and that was the way they operated. Now today in the New Testament age, the church age that we live in, it's only through faith. But I remind you, as it said earlier in this chapter in verse 2, it says, For by it the elders obtained a good testimony that faith has always been the way to please God. Always. We always fall short of the law. And even the Old Testament saints, they fell short of the law. We fall short of the law. The only way we can obtain a pleasing report, testimony before God, is through faith, through trust. And now we see, as the writer of Hebrews enters into verse 4, he is giving us this litany of individuals. And we're going to talk about these examples over the next few weeks we're going to talk about each one of these examples that, that we're given that reminds us of faith. Verse 4, he introduces us to Abel. Now, I'll be quite honest with you up front. When I look at verse 4 and I see Abel mentioned, he's probably not the one I would have begun talking about faith. Not not say that he wasn't faithful. I mean, that's what the writer of Hebrews says here. But if I'm thinking about the hall of faith, that hall of fame of faithful individuals from the Old Testament, Abel is not the first guy that comes to mind. How about you? Yeah, yeah. He's just not the one that I would say, that guy is a guy of faith. Partly because we're, we're not told much about him. In Genesis, we're going to look back there. If you want to go ahead and look in Genesis chapter 4, we're introduced to Abel and his brother Cain. And really, Abel, the life of Abel covers from verse 2 of Genesis 4 to verse 8, if you will. So basically, you're talking about six, seven verses here that speak about Abel. So in other words, it's such a short... um, a short record of his life, it's hard to think of him as being named one of the faithful Old Testament saints. Look at the account, Genesis 4, 1. It says, Now Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, 
Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. So that's basically the account of Abel. That's basically the account. And really, if you notice, it seems like the writer of Genesis is focusing more upon Cain than he is Abel. So I again say to you, it seems strange that Abel would be listed here. But the writer of Hebrews points out the faith that Abel had as he approached God specifically in worship, specifically in worship. I want you to kind of write this statement down or at least think of this statement tonight as we try to wrap our mind around the faith of Abel. Abel brought his his firstborn to the father, and he brought it out of faith. Abel brought his firstborn to the father, and he brought it out of faith. I just want to think through that statement tonight. Now, again, it says, by faith, he offered a more excellent sacrifice than his brother Cain. Now, I've struggled with this through the years. I'll tell you, this is a passage, Genesis 4 in particular, that I've struggled with, trying to think about the difference between Cain's offering and Abel's offering. All right? It says that these two guys, they're just different guys. They're different boys. You you know what I'm talking about? You can have children just different, right? You know what I'm talking? Many of you do. Some of you will see. You can just have children. I got four of them. Did I tell you that? Anybody ever told you I got four? Multiplying seemed like all the time. I got four children. None of them are alike. Not one. They're all different personality. Just, I'm sure as they grow, they're going to have different desires and different hopes and strengths and weaknesses, all those kinds of things. Cain and Abel, they're just different people, and there's nothing wrong with that. They're different folks. Well, it says that Cain is a tiller of the ground. It's what the new King James says, a tiller of the ground. That means he's a farmer. It says Abel is one who is able to keep sheep. He's a shepherd. So initially when I'm looking at this and it says that Cain brings these veggies, these vegetables, the fruit of the ground, that he brings them and Abel brings the sacrifice of the lamb, at first I'm thinking farmers aren't in good shape with God. I mean, if you're a farmer, what would you naturally bring? You would think the fruit of the ground. So maybe God is just making a distinction there. And then I'm thinking, he, no, 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 no. My grandparents, they they ran a little dairy and they were farmers. And that was just their existence. They were very simple people up north Mississippi. I just remember uh, going down with them to the barn and seeing them. Uh, milk the cows, and I, I used to go with them out to the garden, and they were just hardworking people. And I, I said to myself, I don't think God's against farmers. After looking at their lives and seeing how God had worked in their lives, I think I don't think it's something just about being a farmer. So it can't be that Cain was a farmer and Abel was a shepherd. That's not the distinction that was made at this point. They're different people, but that's not the reason this distinction was made. So again, I tried to dig into it a little more. Now, Hebrews 11.4 helped me 
Because Hebrews says the difference was faith and trust that Abel had. Now, I gave you that statement. He brought his firstborn to the father. Abel did. And he brought it out of faith. Because I see that he trusted God. He brought his offering to to give it to God. Abel did. But I want you to see that there is that difference. And I think faith played into this. In verse 4 of Genesis 4, it says, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. What did it say about Cain? What did it say in that previous verse about him? It said, in the process of time. In other words, when that moment finally came, at the end of days, as some translations might would say, came past, Cain brought an offering of fruit, of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. So in other words, here's Cain. He's showing up with his fruit of the ground. Abel, he brings of the firstborn. I think there's something there. I mean, again, I've worked through this, and I've tried to think, Faith, firstborn, somehow there's got to be something here at this point. It seems like Cain just kind of shows up with his fruit. I mean, with the crops. I mean, there's an altar that's been built, obviously. There's sacrifice been made. And Cain just kind of comes at the end of days. Just when it's time, he finally shows up and he brings the vegetables, the fruit, in order to sacrifice to God. But it says something here about Abel. Bring of the firstborn, the firstborn of his flock. In other words, it's kind of like Abel brings the first and the best of what he has to God. And it is an expression of faith that you see. Again, I'm trying to work my way through this. I'm trying to struggle with these verses, but that is a difference I see here. That Cain just happened to show. He's just bringing whatever he's got. He's a far. Hey, God, get some of those things. Bring them. We're going to sacrifice them. Abel, no, we're taking the firstborn of the flock. We're going to give God the best. It is interesting that it says nothing about Cain bringing first fruits. It just says he brings the fruit. Now, why, again, is that important here? Especially in the Old Testament, when people would come to worship and they would come to make sacrifices, they would bring of their first fruits or they would bring of their firstborn, and it was an act of faith. Why? Because it said, God, I'm giving you this to you in the beginning because I believe that you're going to take care of all the other things in my life, and there's going to be more from where this has come from. Let's think of it this way. We got to put it in today's terms, right? Let's say um, you get a paycheck. That's a very good thing. Somebody better say amen. It's a good thing to get a paycheck. So you get your paycheck, and here it is. You've gotten paid what they told you you were going to get paid. You're thinking about all the lemon ice box pies you could buy. You're thinking of all the different things you could do. Here you are. But you know also you gotta you need to give. But but what if I do all the other stuff first and then give? I mean, God still gets whatever. I mean, but we make sure that way everything is covered, you know? 
let's approach it from a different way. Let's say we get our paycheck and we say, okay, before we do anything else, we're going to give this to God because I believe God is going to take care of everything else. So even in that act, it is an act of faith, isn't it? An act of trust that God, I'm going to give you this first part of what I have been blessed with, because by the way, you're the one who blessed me with it to start with. So I'm just going to give back because it is an expression of my faith. I believe you're going to take care of the rest of the stuff here. You get it in our minds now. This is exactly, especially in the Old Testament days. I mean, if you have a a precious firstborn lamb, you know how important that could be to you? But Abel says, I'm taking it to God. I'm going to trust God here. I'm going to give it to God because I know that God was the one that gave me that lamb and that God is going to take care of the rest. And, oh, and I didn't point this out, but I've got to. And, and this will be one of my themes through my ministry here. Verse 4, it says, he brought of, Genesis 4, 4 that is, he, he brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Fat is good stuff. I try to convince Leslie of this all the time. You'll find out I'm not one that is very good at dieting and exercise and that. My wife is more uh, prone to those kinds of things. She likes for me to cut the fat off of my steak, which is like, to me, blasphemy. I mean, you cannot do something like that. Fat, in the Old Testament, fat was the best. I, I remind her of that. The fat was the best stuff. It was, and she said, yeah, but that was given to God. We weren't supposed to eat that stuff. God could deal with it. We could. They, he gave of his best because he believed if he gave in such a way that God was going to take care of him. And this is faith. This is trust. Even in the way he brings his sacrifice to God. I, I really believe, I'm not trying to stretch it too much, but I'm just saying to you, when I'm trying to find the difference, and Hebrew says the difference is faith, and I come back to Genesis 4 and I try to reconcile that, the differences that I see is that Cain just shows up with an offering. Abel comes with the best that he has. The first of his, uh, of the harvest, the firstborn of his flock. And he gives the best. It is a challenge for us. It is a challenge for us then. And I'm not talking just monetary things. I'm talking about it is a challenge for us as we approach God in worship that God wants us to give of our best, that we trust him enough that we're giving him our best in our lives, that it is an expression of our trust in him that we give of the first fruits of our lives, of the firstborn. Again, I know what some say. Some some commentators, some others who I respect so much talk about, well, no, the lamb was the blood offering. And obviously a blood offering is what was needed to appease uh, God in order to... Um, bring forgiveness of sins. And, and I understand that is the Mosaic law that comes later on. But at this point, I don't see how, at least here in this scripture, that God has revealed to them that a lamb is more important than vegetables. At, at this point, now there may have been some special revelation somewhere, but I just haven't seen it here in the scripture at this point. All I know is, is it seems that he comes in faith and trust 
bringing his best to God. Let me just challenge you. Wherever we are, whatever we're doing, personal worship, corporate worship, let's just bring our best to God. Let's trust him with our best. Let's bring our first fruits to him. Let's say, God, we trust you so much that we're going to, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give. We're going to, because we believe that you're going to take care of all the rest. You know, when we think about giving, for example, you know, it's awesome. Uh, it's awesome to know that the church can do its work and all that other stuff can happen. But, but I believe this and I believe God can provide his resources any way that he wants to. I mean, I just do. I think that's the God we serve. If God decides to rock a Persian, a rock, a Persian king, then he can get his resources to where it needs to be. I've seen it through history. We've seen it through the scripture. But I am thankful God allows us to be a part of his kingdom and expressing faith even in our giving. Abel brought of the firstborn. He brought it to the father because he knew this was God's way. For those who specifically say, well, this is a blood offering that he's bringing, and again, this is the thing that appeases God, they would appeal to some special revelation that God had given at some point. At least at least we could all agree that Abel came God's way. We could agree on that, I think. Abel just came God's way. He did it the way God wanted. He, he worshiped the way God wanted. He want, Cain, Cain was more concerned about his way. I don't know if you notice this later on. This is a Genesis four in particular is a, a text that I may come back and preach again one day. But you'll notice something about Cain in these verses. Cain is pretty much concerned about Cain. Cain's concerned about what's going to happen to him. And oh, how bad now it's going to be for him because of what has been done. I really believe at any time Cain could have repented of his sin here and received forgiveness from God. I really believe he could have. I think when God came to him and asked him what had happened to Abel, if he had just confessed and been honest about his sin and where he was, I, I think God could have forgiven him. I, I think if he had come and he had said, hey, I want, Abel, I want, to, to to give of my first fruits, and maybe if it is a blood offering, would you let me uh, offer a, a first one of the firstborn of your flock? Would you let me do? God would have accepted him, right? But Cain just wanted to do things his way. It wasn't God's way; it was Cain's way. And there's an issue with that. When we come before God and we offer our lives and our sacrifices, God wants us to do it His way. In worship, when we come to him, we're saying, God, this is not us. This is not about us. God, this is for you. We want to do it your way, not just our way. It is losing ourself in the cross of Christ and following him to do things the way he would have them done. Cain is one of these that is caught up own self. Because of that, he misses 
an opportunity for true worship before God. Abel brought of his firstborn to the father, to the father. The big deal for Abel, pleasing the father. Cain, let's just do what I feel like I need to do at the moment to please myself. So there was the hope, there was the there was the pleasure that God experienced as Abel brought of the firstborn out to the Father, out of faith. Again, trust. Now look again in our primary text that we were looking at, Hebrews eleven four. It says, "By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous." All of this was faith and trust. I mean, that's really what it boiled down to. The experience of Abel, and the reason he was able to bring a sacrifice that was much more pleasing to God was because of faith. And this really gets down to the nitty-gritty here. It's about the attitude, right? No matter even No matter what we offer, it will eventually come back to the attitude and to the heart of the matter. Well, we can come in and, and give all kinds of things, give our attention, give our time, give our talents, give our resources, and we can still miss out on pleasing God if we've not done it in faith and in trust. You see, that's the key here. It is through the instrument of faith, literally is what Hebrews 11 says through the instrument of faith that Abel is he that he is willing to obtain this more excellent sacrifice through faith. May I say to you, God is still concerned about about our attitudes as we approach Him, whoever we are. Well, whenever we come, you know. We can come on Sunday mornings. We can come on Sunday nights. We can come on Wednesday nights. We're especially going to come on Wednesday nights when they have a taste of Louisiana, right? We come all those times, all those moments. But when we come, the only way still to please him is that we're coming in faith and trust. Well, what if we're dressed a certain way? No. Well, what if we say a certain thing? No. Faith is what pleases God. Have you rested upon him? Have you placed your trust in him? Not just initially for your salvation. Do you, con- do you continue to place your faith and your trust in him? As we come to worship, it is a faith exercise. It says it is through faith that really the sacrifice was accepted. No matter what you bring. Faith was at the heart of this acceptance. And notice these final words as we close. It says in, in Hebrews eleven four, it says that God testifies of his gifts. Although Abel may be dead, his legacy still speaks. Notice, and through it, he being dead still speaks. His legacy still speaks. 
and God testifies of him. I think that's tremendous. I think that's tremendous. I said to you at the beginning of this, Abel probably is not the guy I would have chosen to lead the hall of fame or the hall of faith. I don't think I would have started with Abel, but he did. Which says to me that even though Abel's existence covers six or seven verses of the Old Testament, six and seven verses or so of the book of Genesis, that his legacy continues because God testifies of his faith. His faith speaks volumes even after his death. It is interesting back in Genesis when God comes, asks Cain where Abel is, God knowing what has occurred, God in all of his wisdom and knowledge knowing that Cain has killed him, God says something to the effect that the ground, that the blood of your brother still cries from the ground. In other words, there's still a testimony that he's giving. Now in Hebrews 11.4, it says, and his testimony continues, continues thousands of years later. And here we are, what, in the year 2014 already? 2014, some almost 2,000 years removed from the New Testament's writing, and we're still considering the witness of Abel. Because he was righteous? Well, it says he was righteous, but he was righteous only through faith and trust. It's a faith legacy. I don't know about you, but that encourages me. Not that I look forward to one day my name being written in a book somewhere. It encourages me that God can take a faith story, and he can use it to encourage faith in others, to build faith, to call people to faith, that he can use it in his own way to continue his work to advance his kingdom. Able, by faith, he was able to offer a more excellent Offering by faith, Abel was able to achieve a testimony that continues to speak today. And my friends, how we should be challenged to be people of faith now in bringing our best and worshiping Him and having the right attitude before Him. So prayerfully, our legacy will continue to speak even after God calls us home.